ladies. Is it Jalitha? Jalisa. Jalisa. Jalisa, pleasure you. to be here. Thank you. This is such a surreal moment for me because, Oprah, you're my vision board for am 2018. I? Really? And I am here, so I have manifested this moment. Congratulations. That's great. So I am here. It is an honor. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. This is your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for humans simply being humans. And today is a special one. We're, you know, good good little ways into March. You know, after a very short but very lovely and eventful February. And for some reason I was like, you know, I need to reach out, I need to, you know, diversify the type of people I have on my show for this month. And it's a young lady who I've been following for quite some time and admired her work. And um, you probably have seen her work as well. Um, and I think, you know, it was just something that I think it made the most sense. It's right around Oscar time. We're talking about stars all the time. We're loving movies right now that are out. So why not speak to someone who delves with these things on the, you know, on the day to day, just speaking about pop culture, entertainment, all those things. So today I have entertainment journalist, senior correspondent for Black Tree TV, Spellmanite of, I believe, what, 2000, let me guess it right, was it 12? 13. I 13? graduated early. But you graduated early? Look at that. I was about to give you a whole nother early. Um, <laughs> yes. And I have here with me Jaleesa Lachey. Hey. Yes, yes. Yeah. BX stand up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, um, thank you. Thank you for your time. But no, just starting out first, what did you think about Black Panther? Because, you know, that's like the, the greeting of today. You know what I'm saying? You got to like, it's almost like, how you doing, my queen sister? You know, what did you <laughs> think about Black Panther? You know? Uh, of course. Wakanda forever. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. I love, I love, love, love Black Panther. Um, I got to cover the premiere and speak with the cast. So I had a chance to see it before everyone. And I was, I mean, it was so hard to not talk about the film. I bet. Like, I can't wait till everybody see this so we can talk about it. I'm very, very happy and impressed with what Ryan Coogler did. Love, love, love. I have a newfound appreciation of Chadwick Boseman. I mean, I love the cast. Of course, as a film critic, there's always going to be something that I don't love. But overall, I thought it was a phenomenal film. And, and I'm very pleased with the success that it has right now. Yes. Yes. I've seen it three times. And um, surely enough, I think um, I found, you know, very small flaws. But these flaws are like very so, so small. It doesn't even matter. Like it's so many things that are right about this film that it kind of trumps the things that, you know, could have been different. Um, exactly. And we don't want to overshadow it with any, like, minor things. So it's just like, it's an exactly. incredible film. Everybody go see it. I mean, it's crazy because over here in L.A. and in Hollywood, celebrities like Black Hollywood, we're greeting each other with Wakanda forever. People are, like, standing up. I mean, across all different celebrities, it's like this new Wakanda language and appreciation. Mm. So it, it's surely a love film. It's, 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 I, 
I'm gonna get excited just talking, thinking about it. But let, <laughs> but we're not here just to talk about Wakanda. You can listen to my episode last week where me and Jawanza Harris spoke about what we felt about the film. Um, but I want to, you know, start by asking you, being a person within this industry, you've been a part of it, you know, been working within this for quite a time. I think it's interesting, you know, how, you know, the normal individual and as well as celebrities view celebrity. And I would love to know from your from your point of view, do you believe that there is this unspoken or more so, I guess, spoken obsession with the celebrity of today? Yeah, absolutely. I don't even think it's unspoken. I mean, people are so obsessed with celebrities that mm -hmm. they they violate their privacy we have expectations of them when we meet them assuming they're one way i mean it's weird like when i see i see celebrities all the time i speak with them all the time um some of them i hang out with outside of a professional setting and it's just it's it's really strange <laughs> the way we the way we view them we treat them we obsess over them and it's not something i ever had in reality i mean you know in your mind you may be like oh my gosh i love this celebrity as a kid or even as an adult but that's never translated for me in person mm -hmm. um so certainly we have an obsession but an but an unhealthy obsession <laughs> if anything i agree and i think um from the moments where i've you know crossed paths with people and have had great exchanges um the very interesting normalcy that comes from celebrities, I think, shocks people. It's like, they were so cool. And I was like, damn, what did you expect? You know, like, they're not... Yeah, they're, they're not, not all cool, though. Uh, of course, of course. But I'm saying the fact that, you know, it's almost like that was something that was, wasn't expected. Like, for them to just be normal. For them to just be people, you know? And um, I think you do have your, your, you know, the centric, you know, individuals of the world. But I think those... I think all these things just exist. Um, and I'm, I, one thing I love about the way that you, you know, you interview and the questions that you ask is that you, you really kind of expose the humanness of celebrities by just asking them these very, you know, yes, you're playing this role, but like, what is this role to you? What is this thing to you? How are you feeling about this thing that's happening in your life in relation to all the things okay. that you're doing now? And I think that's something that we all have to understand. It's like, Yes, this is someone that I admire. This is someone that I look up to. This is someone who inspires me. But at the end of the day, they're you know these these people are people too. They got issues, problems, all those different Absolutely. things. Absolutely. So it's 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 interesting to me. But I would love to know um, because you know there is this obsession with celebrity. What I guess role do you believe that you know someone within the entertainment industry as a you know as a journalist? What role do you play to just to the culture and to just to just to you know, at large to everyone else? Yeah, um, that's a good question. That's an interesting one. I think, you know, journalists, people who take their craft very seriously. I think that's the first step, right? If you consider yourself, I, I make it very clear that I am a journalist. I'm not I'm not a blogger. I'm not a gossip blogger. You're never going to see me asking people about their personal business because I just think it's unprofessional. So first we have to, if you're gonna consider yourself a journalist, take your craft very seriously. Um, when award season comes around, best believe I've watched every film 
and I've studied it and, and, and I can speak to it and I can talk about it. So one, I think we have to kind of just be tight and be very professional. But the broader role we play is really just in in sparking conversations. Like I don't I don't want to have interviews that aren't thought provoking. Mm. That's, that's not interesting to me. I don't want to just ask a celebrity something because it may go viral because people are being messy and they want to be in someone's relationship, you know? And I think that speaks to what you said about them being humans. Like, I think it's really strange when journalists ask celebrities very personal and disrespectful questions to their face. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, this, this is a regular person. Um, so, you know, I think the overall role is just sparking conversations that are meaningful, sparking conversations that challenge the way specifically we, at being black like challenge the way that black women and black men are portrayed and how we're we're spoken about so if i watch a film and i don't like the way black people were portrayed in it we're going to address that i'm not going to sit down and say oh hey it's so nice to meet you tell me how'd you do you know how'd you come up with this film idea no let's challenge your portrayal of my people in this film and let's do it in a way that's very professional and very progressive um So that, I mean, that's my personal purpose, but I think, you know, journalism is kind of, it's in a weird place, but I think there's, there's a lot of us out there who really stick to its roots. Mm. And I think that's not at the fault of, you know, I would say journalists. I think um, just from what I've seen, especially in the past few years, you know, consumers really do change and shift a lot of different industries. And what people consume has changed over time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I and, think, black, you know, and black people specifically, we have to be mindful of, yes. of what we consume, what we give attention to. You know, uh, a lot of my recent interviews have, have gotten a lot of buzz and I'm very thankful for that because of the type of content it is. But I mean, I've had good interviews before that. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so it's like, but but people aren't interested in that. Like they want to see who's getting divorced, who's messing with who. Um, and that's just not something I'm ever going to be interested in for my brand or even interested in having those conversations. Yeah. And I think it's because, you know, there has been, you know, I guess sub industries that have, that have sparked from that, you know, from, you know, like the shade rooms and ball alerts and, you know, they do have an audience. Um, but I think when you talk about, true you know longevity and talking about content that is really fulfilling and actually does you know provoke thought and make sure yeah. you actually see the see all these individuals as people because i feel like that's what makes it so distant for so many people is that well and you have you have to have an objective too right so yes as a professional you have to say if you want to be a gossip blogger that's what you want to do you see a future in that you exactly see a career in that that's on you. For me, I literally always ask myself, would Oprah do this? Would Oprah would Oprah ask this question? Would she cover this? Would she talk to these people? And if she wouldn't, for me, that's the standard. Because mm. I don't want I don't want to just get some type of social media fame and, and get a check off of that. I wanna that's have real. longevity. You that's know what real. I mean? That's real, so, that's real. Because the reality is no shade to to some of the gossip blogs because they have a following and of course. they're reaching their audiences, but you will never see them on the red carpet at the Oscars. You will never see them there. You will never see them covering certain events that 
are seen as very important events for the film industry. So me as a film journalist, that's what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in celebrity news. I'm interested in film news. And there's a big difference for me. Mm, I, I agree. And, and I'm, you know, I, I was just any anytime anyone comes in, like anytime I see Oprah, it just like warms my heart. Like I just need to get a picture of her to put in my office. <laughs> really do. Um, and I know that was hell of an experience for you, especially, you know, that being an inspiration that you kind of, you know, direct a lot of, you know, the choices that you make within the profession, which being as a sense of professionalism, she's a great, you know, guy for that because she's just a class act. But I do have another question. You yeah. asked a um, very, very uh, profound question to Sterling K. Brown. And I think it was one that I, I believe that I believe, you know, caught a lot of attention because I feel like I've seen it, you know, in multiple spaces other than just your um, personal platforms. And it was a question. And it's not even that I want to talk to you about what would made you ask him that question. But I, it's more so. I thought it was first. It was a great question to ask. I genuinely were. I genuinely really felt that his. Um his reaction to it, you know, yeah. it was, it was, it, cause I, I do, I, I do love him as an actor, but it was like a very genuine reaction. Like, I'm not even going to sit here and stunt with you. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't yeah, even yeah, pay yeah. attention to that, you know, and, and, and shame on me. And I think his words were something that made me think about, you know, just the broader scope of, you know, so many other things as, you know, as we talk about diversity within the industry, and him playing a role, a very historical role within that that he didn't even ask for. Um, I think it's very interesting because I think, you know, he, he's a great actor, but it's it's something that's crazy when you when you do a great job, you get an award and then you it com what comes with that award is, oh, yeah, you're the first one to get this. So tell mm -hmm. me, tell me, what do you think about since being in the industry, you know, getting a more inside look on diversity within the industry? Oh, that's a loaded one. Yeah, um, it, I mean, yours was too, remember? <laughs> it is, it is. So <laughs> it's, a loaded, it's a loaded question. I think that this year for me is the first year that we actually see people putting action behind what they say they want to do in the industry. Mm. Um, Frances McDormand getting her Best Actor Award um for three billboards and mm -hmm. saying that actors need an inclusion writer that's actual that's actually something that you can do to push for diversity but beyond just saying it yes because it sounds the, great exactly the the unfortunate thing is i think the diversity movement has been really spearheaded by this idea of just women equality and often when we say women equality we talk we're, we're talking about white women yes so you know that's a little disappointing but it is making room it's opening doors for 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 people of color for black people specifically in the industry the reason i asked sterling k brown that question is because a lot of times when we're talking about diversity right now we're talking about people we're talking about the actors right like we need more actors and more directors that reflect the audiences but there's so much more there's so much more to that and yes. For me, as a journalist, we get left behind as being part of that conversation. Publicists as well. A lot of our favorite black celebrities, their publicists are white. And not to say that if you're a white publicist, you can't support or be a part of the movement, but 
at some point we have to step back and say, do your publicists have direct relationships with people across races within the industry and how are they actually making all of us a priority based on our following and not just based on our race. Yes. So for me, we are making some movement. Of course, there's still movement to be made, but we're making movement as far as diversifying actors, diversifying directors, but we still got a ways to go with journalism, with the publicists, with the production crew, with the video crew, with the cinematographers. Um, so so we can't falsely believe that, that we've been successful in that because of some of the recent changes. We still have a long way to go. And that's why I genuinely enjoyed the question. It's because you pointed out something that people don't pay attention to, people don't notice because they're the, the, the topic of conversation is based on, you know, on them. It's the actors. It's the people who are are the who are, quote unquote, a part of filmmaking. But I yes. think about if you're talking about real life stories and real things and you're in these writers rooms, if in real life we can't think of a of this beautiful story, this script that just came across about a young entertainment journalist who's trying to make her way through Hollywood and make that movie because we don't have an example of a black woman that is doing that. We need those things need to be in the reality for those stories yeah. to be made. So I think that's why I enjoyed the question, because you need to continuously show, you know, the black doctors, black lawyers, as well as the people within the entertainment industry being every type of person. So that way, when these scripts are, you know, created or these scripts are written by possibly either the people of color or just anyone who is inspired to make them, it makes yeah, well, sense. We, and it's, it's very believable because I think there's so yeah. much about stretching, you know, well, who's really going to believe this story about a black this and that or about, a you know, an Asian this and that, whoever, who's ever met one of those. And I think... Yeah. That needs to be a very simple thing. Of, and we know that those things exist, but not enough. Well, and we also need more accountability among another, right? So there's mm -hmm. this there's this idea that once you are black and you get in the room, you need to shut up and be silent and be happy that you're in the room. Oh, yeah. And don't even address the fact that you're black. And don't even address the fact that you're trying to help other people who look like you. Because mm -hmm. that's wrong. But, but we see other communities do that so well. So we well. see other communities support each other so for me you know i i am very connected with a lot of other journalists out here a lot of other young black women we all talk to each other we're in group text and we would we just share a lot of our frustrations about our experiences on red carpets our lack of opportunities even when we have a similar following or if not a larger following than other publications and i was just like you know what I'm going to start holding the actors accountable for this because it's either they don't know and if so, we need to bring it to their attention or they do know and they don't feel an obligation to us. But if you're preaching about diversity and that's not to Sterling specifically, but if you want diversity for your fellow actors, you should also feel accountable for having diversity among all different departments and industries just as a black person. So for me, it's like as an actor, you can say, you know what, I know we have these interviews coming up. I want to make sure that I'm speaking with people who also look like me. Exactly. But if you don't, if you don't do that and we just get denied in a little email and, and, and they're only going to let one black person talk to 
these people in this film and you're not pushing for it or you're not even aware that you just spoke to 20 different journalists and none of them look like you then that's an issue for me so it's it's it's, it's maintaining accountability so mm. with sterling it was like listen i don't think you're aware of this but you're literally standing on a podium right now in front of so many white people so let me bring this to your attention mm, that was that was everything keep doing what you're doing girl but no <laughs> To speak about, you know, something that you said earlier about, you know, being being in these places that are very respected. I think, you know, the question of especially since, you know, Oscar so white by, you know, April Rain, who is great hashtag definitely created a conversation that still is it's every time, you know, February comes around or just a war season comes around. I think everyone automatically thinks like, OK, now y'all choose Oscar so white, you know, like let's. We had some great ones last year, like don't fuck up, you know, because um, it's some definitely deserving things. And I think more than ever, especially in the past two years, we've seen these very uh, interesting pieces of work being put out, being lauded as very great, very fulfilling, very inspiring. They checked all the numbers and have done it with very low expectations. So you, we don't think, you know, hidden figures going to do that many in numbers they do girls trip it's just gonna be you know a very niche film it blows up get out it's a cheap little indie no one really is gonna see it it makes yeah. so much money and i think and i think black panther kind of cleaned up every other kind of you know scapegoat that black just people black people involved in films um has and I would love to know your viewpoint on just, you know, recognition, because I think when these awards, when award time comes around, I think we are so torn. I, I at least see with myself and other people, they talk, we, we say we may not care about these awards because they don't care about us. But if let, let Viola get on stage, let us find out Denzel getting one. Let us find out the fave are getting their things that we believe they should always deserve. We get excited. We get inspired. So it, there is this interesting sense of like validation and recognition for who we want, you know, to have those things. I want to know, what do you think about, you know, does, I guess, does the Oscar really matter? Do you believe, you know, actors should want these things or should they just be very proud within themselves and amongst their peers that they are doing a great job? Yeah, I mean, recognition is important. Rec recognition matters, and, and it matters because it opens the doors for other opportunities. Mm -hmm. And specifically for actors, and when actors get in a certain position, as Viola builds her clout and she starts to direct films and produces films, she's able to also give opportunities to other people who look like us. Exactly. And we, 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 we have to stop thinking that because the Oscar holds weight, that means we need recognition from white people. No, it doesn't matter because the academy could completely change its board to be nothing but black, Spanish, and Asian people, and the Oscar still holds its weight as far as to us. So it's, it's, it's not about when an actor says, you know, the Oscar is important that they're saying, oh, I need validation from the white man. No, it's this recognition opens the doors. This recognition is viewed very highly by the industry, and it helps all people, not just black people. Um, so, you know, rec the recognition is important. And what people have to realize is it, it, it is top notch. Like it, for me, it'd be different if the films that are nominated are terrible 
And I think sometimes as black people, we speak out against films that we haven't even watched. Mm -hmm. And as someone, just because they don't have any black people, but as someone who sits and watches all of these films, for the most part, they are incredible films. They're incredible films. Like this, this year with the Oscars, every film for me deserved its award. Get Out was amazing. It wasn't best picture to me. It wasn't. It was best original screenplay. So for me, it's it's we we it's more about the studio heads. It's more about the type of films that are being created, so that then we can have opportunities for actors who look like us to be a part of those high quality films. Because the reality is, the Oscar nominated films are Oscar worthy. <laughs> like it just it just is what it is. So we just have to get better opportunities to make films. I want to see young black actors, especially young black male actors, because I think we're making a lot of progress with black women, but young black male actors, I want to see them get more opportunities as we see with young white male actors. The same way the industry is is behind Timothy from Call Me By Your Name, and they're giving him all these opportunities to play this extremely complex characters. I want to see black men given those same opportunities. Mm -hmm. And I want to see what it does for their career. But yeah, the recognition matters. And unless you're an actor, I don't think you can speak out against what what's important as an actor. Their their careers are not easy, and they work very hard for where they are. Mm. So I totally respect that. I do. I do too. I do too. I think the fact that I found myself being torn is what made me make my decision that these things do matter and these things do have value. And I think. The point that you make is, you know, when you speak about these very broad things like the like the industry, this is how the industry is. These things can all change and we want them to change. So, you know, in the in the perfect world, the industry can become, you know, very colorful as we want it to be. You know, these movies can continuously grow to be more colorful and more, you know, real representation, because even for me, I've definitely, you know, challenge films on just the utility of blackness and and all people of color within films i don't want just a you know this very ambiguous you know person of color in a film because you kind of have to meet your diversity quota you know it's like we got this buddy film where it's three you know four guys and they all male gonna probably sell a lot they're talking about being young and trying to figure out life okay we got we got this person you know we got uh, let me just think of a random person like Miles Teller is on this. We have um, this guy on this. Okay, let's think of another just young black guy around the same age to throw in and make it work. And I think it's not believable to me. Yes, this there, you know, quote unquote, one black friend. They can make jokes about that. They can have a whole field day of writing. But it, it's like I don't see any, really a purpose for this. And if it was for white guys, just make a good movie. That's really all I'm coming to this for. You know, I don't want to I don't want the utility of it in it, you know. And we I mean, we have to get the opportunities. What people don't realize, too, is education is very important for actors. Where you Mm -hmm. go to school, where you study your performing arts, where you study drama is very important for them. A lot of successful actors that we see who look like us, they went to the top notch performing school. Very true. That's something that a lot of people don't know. Exactly. But it costs money. Right. So everything. In every industry, black people are directly impacted by the system we live in of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. Because if you cannot afford to even go to fly to New York to do an audition at LaGuardia to get into that school, then you already are put behind 
you know, white people who look like you because they're going to this school. And it, and the education is important. It's very important with acting. So, you know, it's, it's, it's so many layers and levels to it. But yes, recognition is important. I mean, I interviewed uh, Little Rel from Get Out and I asked him how, how the Oscar nomination has changed his career in any way or what it's done for him. When they announced that Get Out was nominated and was in the running for an Oscar, auditions that he went on that he hadn't heard back from, he got phone calls, a call back, or you got this part just off the strength of that. Mm. So that's not only more opportunities for him to build his acting career, just plain and simple, it's also providing him with financial support as well. It's putting money in his pocket. Can and the more that we can, we can take care of ourselves and build our wealth, that's the best way we could get to helping our community and helping the, the, the broader generations as well. So it's a lot of layers, a lot of levels to it. And we, we can't forget Hollywood's not really in its own bubble. It's directly impacted by white supremacy as well. And, and, and I'm glad you're aware of those things, because I think in today's age, in, in every age, honestly, no matter what decade you're living in, I think that's something that should be very, everyone should be very aware of. And, you know, on my show, I try my best to kind of make that aware, especially, you know, the white listeners that I do have that. Yes. You know, to view these things and to understand these things. But the last question that I have for you is really it's women's it's women's history month um, here at the Simply King podcast. I'm a big proponent of praising women last year around this time i literally um accidentally really had like a full month around this time of just um it was a i think it was it was kind of like right after the spark and kind of you know so much was going on just speaking about allyship and and it was after the inauguration so it was a good time for you know to talk to and i really wanted to get the viewpoint get a more understanding of so many different types of women and what and what they were feeling about the times we were living in. So this year, I definitely didn't think to duplicate it, but I definitely wanted to speak to that. And that is, I believe I'm a firm believer that women, especially black women, where, you know, certainly have this very interesting leadership quality that they're innately born with. And I think that's why now we have this turn of the world and this trend that's happening where there's so much more, you know, leadership that is becoming, you know, filled by women of color because it's just, it's simple, it's easy. And then also it's, it brings everything else. It kind of ties up everything else. It becomes, now it's inclusive. And now we're thinking about this. We're fixing issues that have never been fixed. It's like, oh, damn, women are very efficient leaders. Who knew? Yeah. I think I would love to ask you, I guess, what roles do you think, you know, women within leadership will play within the entertainment industry, especially, you know, from an entertainment journalist perspective? Mm. Um, I think just overall, the more you have people who look like your audiences and who can authentically speak to your audiences, the more engaging they will be the more organic your conversations and just the better content. It's just honestly a better business strategy to have a, a company, an outlet, a publication that isn't just male dominated because how do you speak to women if there's no women in the room? Exactly. 
So, you know, it's, it's really just about connecting better with your audience, speaking to them. And honestly, too, not that all some women don't have this issue, but I've been, because I have a corporate background and experience as well, and I've been around companies that are strictly run by men, and I've been in the room, and when you get a lot of egos together, it's very unproductive. Fair. So when you think about, you know, women tend to be, overall, um, women tend to be more productive and collaborative in getting stuff done. And so when you think about business just being effective, especially in the entertainment industry, so if we're talking about meeting deadlines, coming up with strategies, coming up with creative content, when you have women in the room, things tend to get done. So, you know, I think it's just it's just important to have more women. And I just want to be clear when I say women that I'm not just talking about white women because it, it, that 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 tends to be the push. So when I say women, I mean women of all races. Yes. Women of all ages. It shouldn't take you 40 years working in the journalism industry to get in the boardroom with E! News or to get in the creative room at Entertainment Weekly. You you know, you should you should be able to do that and have that young voice. Um, I mean, women, we're, we're amazing. Like mm. <laughs> it's mm. pretty, it's, it's pretty, uh, straightforward. It depends on the type of women though, that you have. I mean, I have had experiences where I've had better experiences working with men than women, but I think that was more of a reflection of their personal characters as opposed to like women as a whole. Of course, of course, of course. Well, I genuinely, genuinely really appreciate your time. You said so much and I really do enjoy everything that you're doing in the space that you're doing it in i truly see see so much happening for you and i'm glad to you know have have had you know a line within the chapter of this you know great book of life that you're creating for yourself and um and um keep doing what you're doing like i said you are have this very great style about yourself and the crazy thing about it is that i bet you even probably see this as something that you know You've only scratched the surface of how you yeah. know, great that you're going to be. So the fact that you're already doing things that's, you know, grasping attention, um, it's, a, it's a great thing. You, you know, progression is key. And I think, you know, you're definitely progressing in the right direction, I believe. Um, tell people how they can follow you, how they can support you, what you're doing, all those things, please. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. YouTube, you can watch a lot of my interviews. It's at Jaleesa Lachey. Um, and I'm, they can see all the spelling on your website and everything. Oh, yeah, I got you. I'll put it right yeah. right there. In the, it's right there on the, the name feature. Yeah, and just, you know, I appreciate your support. Appreciate everyone's support who shares love. Um, especially, I love my agency community because um, those are some of my biggest supporters. And, and yeah. I really don't take it for granted. So... I'm here. I'm available. Um, always here to engage with people. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, if you don't know, now you know. Um, you can listen to the Simply King podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available from SoundCloud to Apple Podcasts to TuneIn Radio to Stitcher. I'm also a part of the Podcast in Color directory, and I'm a part of a collective here in Chicago called the Second Wind Collective. Shout out to my man, Dan. Um, this has been a great one. 
Y'all keep on listening. I'm keep having very, very interesting individuals in the coming of weeks. Just spoke to V and I'm thinking about doing a Me, Myself and Love part two. And I know how much I enjoyed that one. So keep tuning in. Make sure you subscribe everywhere. You can subscribe that you listen. Um, I really, really do appreciate this one. This is really good. You've just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious podcast for humans simply being humans. I'm Rodney Perry, also known as King, and this is Simply King. Thank you.